listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Tasmania right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively. You can get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going. And you can experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Jason Cook, and today we have David Leo joining us in a different location to where I am, and uh, that might be obvious because I sound a bit funny today. <laughs> so mm. we're uh, staying uh, away from each other and not uh, not getting into the same small room so that I don't uh, share my illness with you, David. Mm, thank you. Sharing is caring. <laughs> <laughs> not, not in this case. So. Not in this case, yeah. I'll, I'll try to keep this one to myself. So, yeah. How are you, David? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thanks, Jason. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Yeah. Happy Wednesday. Hump day. That's what they call it, isn't it? They do. Yeah. Yeah. In the middle Get of the week. In the middle of the week. Yeah, yeah. That's right. And then we get closer to the Sabbath. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, what have you been up to, David? Well, last weekend, I headed up to um, the northwest. We had a, a youth rally, and a rally is to try and get the youth together so we can rally them up and encourage them to, uh, you know, to love Jesus more and share share with others. And we had a guest speaker from um, Melbourne come through, and he did a really awesome job. But a huge success for me at the, the day of youth rally was in the afternoon. We did a workshop on telling your story or sharing your story. Okay. And um, yeah, there was a 10-minute presentation on a tool that I've, I've found. It's not a um, – it's a uh, really interesting – it's called the Dan Harmon Story Circle. And I can't remember how I came across it, but I thought, man, this is an easy tool to use. And basically tell the story in eight stages. And uh, very, it's a very simple step-to-step way of telling a story. And so I presented that for 10 minutes, and I encouraged the kids, uh, or our youth. They're not all, you know, when I say kids, I mean they're younger than me, but some of them are like 23. Mm. <laughs> so I encouraged them, you know, put your story together where um, – You've yeah you've successfully you were brought through a, a challenging time and um, you know it was a bit of a a conquest you know you you achieve something and at, at the end of it you know tell that story and in these eight simple stages and then uh, at the at the end of at the end of our workshop I asked if anyone's willing to share and um, you know that's always a challenge trying to get our young people to share. But all it takes is one to share and others will follow through. And it was a very, very encouraging time. You know, the, the young people, as they heard story after story, they said, man, this is really encouraging. You know, it's, um, you know, when, when a lot of times, uh, I don't know if you, you've experienced this yourself, Jason, when we hear somebody's story or testimony, some, some, some of them sound very, uh, uh, you know, like, like some huge adventure. And I'm like, oh, you know, I was in the, I was in the mafia and, you know, I was selling drugs and uh, did this and did that. And I found Jesus and changed my life. You know, and you think to yourself, well, I, I don't have a story like that. Yeah, you know? I, know, I know a lot of people <laughs> feel like that, don't they? <clears throat> they do. Mm. Yeah, they think they're going to come, come up with some grand. And so we're trying to encourage the kids that every single one of us have a story where mm. God's leading us. Mm. You know, and when you tell that story, it encourages, it encourages people. Mm. And so they're telling, they're telling very simple stories, you know, of, you know, struggling which career path to take and, did this and made that decision and God came through and, and, and everyone was being encouraged by what they had to share. Mm. You know, uh, you know, uh, it, it was, it was fantastic. It was like, um, you know, I went, I went home with a smile on my face. I thought, this is, this is why we do what we do, you know, like, and, and I'm hoping, I really want to instill a culture here that, um, where our, our young people are the ministers, you know, mm. they end up, 
they end up doing the ministry. You know, we, they, they get to a point where, you know what, we don't need to get a speaker. I've got a story to tell. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> I've got something I want to share. I want to, I want to encourage some people about what God's done in my life, you know. So, um, yeah, that's, that's what I got up to last weekend, and it was very, very exciting. Well, that's good. That's very good. Now, David, today we're starting off on a new series called The Seven Roles of Christ. Yeah. And uh, just want to remind our listeners that the previous series that we were doing was called The Currency of God's Kingdom. I think that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And yeah. uh, and I think we had 16 episodes of that, and that's also available online. You can go back and have a listen to those episodes uh, use the Faith FM app or the Faith FM website. That's faithfm.com.au. Um, these also go out to Apple Podcasts, and uh, so you can find our Tassie Encounters program on Apple Podcasts and have a listen there as well. Um, <clears throat> David, uh, a question to get us kicked off this morning. Um, when was the last time you intentionally tried to get to know someone? Um, is that one that you wanted to answer? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I want the I want the listeners to think about that as well because, yeah. um, you know, we we have different motives of why we get to know somebody. Uh, but when was the last time? It was yesterday. Um, yeah, yesterday, I went to to visit some somebody. Um, this person has been in prison, and, and for the last few years, picked up the Bible, started reading it, and started discovering things in the Bible that um, he'd never seen before. Mm. And he started thinking, "Oh, what's this thing about the Sabbath? Mm. What's this thing about the?" So he's wanted to meet some people, and um, uh, um, the, pre- the another pastor in the office and myself, we went to visit him yesterday. That's awesome. And yeah, so we're gonna, you know, we're gonna find out his story. And yesterday, it wasn't so much us knowing a lot about him. He was questioning, uh, questioning uh, the other pastor and myself. Mm. Wanted to get to know, you know, mm. what are you about, and blah blah blah. And uh, it was really good. At the end of it, he said, you know, it's really refreshing to be able to sit down with some. Some gentlemen and uh, have like-minded understanding of the Bible. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic! So, intentionally getting to know him, I'm gonna um, we, for the next months. I, I presume that we're gonna develop a relationship and get to know this person pretty well and encourage encourage him that he's you know on a really good journey to knowing Jesus Christ. So, that's that's the last time. What what about yourself, Jason? Yeah, well, the last time I intentionally got to know someone. I guess uh, we often have uh, new people come into church, and mm. um, I do love getting to to know new people who come, finding out we have uh, often immigrants who come from different countries, and it's fascinating to find out what their background is and, and some of the the cultural things that uh, they that are different in their countries. So that's really good. But you know, I I also enjoy getting to know people through our program here. You know. People who text us in. I know we don't we don't get to know somebody personally, like face to face. Which reminds us, if you're in Tasmania, we do have a dinner coming up, a Faith FM dinner coming up on the 29th of July. So um, you should be able to hear the promos for that uh, um, soon. But uh, yeah, it's nice to get to know somebody face to face. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And, and the reason I ask this question is because as we start this new series, the Seven Roles of Christ, just like that. Uh, the Dan Harmon story circle I talked about. This is a tool. This is a tool of, uh, it's a, it's a framework of understanding Jesus and all his roles and then understanding what the plan of salvation looks like. Because quite often when we get to know somebody, uh, for example, this person I'm getting to know that, uh, that, that's in, in prison, the only way I'm going to know him is 
in prison. Like, I, I'm not going to be able to see him outside playing basketball with him. You know, I'm not be able to see him as a, mm. um, you know, a po- possibly working at uh, some cafe. You know, like, I'm not going to see him in those in those roles. But um, with Jesus, and, and for you and me both, we, we've got different roles as well. When somebody mm. knows me really well, um, they'll know me as a husband, they'll know me as a brother, they'll know me as a son. Don't know me as uh, somebody that works in as a youth director at Tasmania and a father, you know, mm. all, all these different roles that I have. But there's nobody that stays with me all day, <laughs> you know. Like even my my wife, who knows me the best, I, I I reckon my wife's probably the one that knows me inside out than anybody else in the world right now. Mm. Um, she doesn't see me in all my roles, you know. On, on Monday, I was. Oh, actually, I, I, sh- I take that back. She came with me to a funeral. But um, <laughs> on, on uh, 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 there's certain roles. Like, for example, on Friday, I'm going to go up to Northwest again. There's a week of worship happening at the school. So I want to go up there. But she won't be with me. She, she, she doesn't see what I'm doing in those particular times. You know? Um, so there's nobody that does that. However, when it comes to the Bible, Jesus says that we can do that with him. Mm. Everywhere we go, everywhere Jesus goes, we can actually follow him everywhere. And he can be with us everywhere. So he's the only one where we can actually get to know very intimately. And um, why we look at the seven roles, because it's important that we look at how is this Jesus, the same Jesus that went to the woman at the well, right? And in a very gentle way went from, uh, can you get me a drink of water? You know, within a few steps, is able to say, "That's right, you do have five husbands." You know, getting mm. to a point where he's able to rebuke her, and she's welcoming his rebuke. <laughs> she's like, "Yeah, she's like, wow, I, I actually feel safe um, being held accountable by you." And it's the same Jesus that said to the Pharisees, "You hypocrites and vipers." Mm. You know, like, how do you reconcile those two things? The only way to reconcile it is to get to know who Jesus is intimately. Then you'll start to understand, oh, okay, I get it, right? And so as we go through the seven roles of Christ, the, the whole understanding is to get to know Jesus on a very intimate level. And at the same time, allowing Jesus to get to know you. Now, you're probably thinking, oh, but Jesus already knows everything about us. Yeah, there's a difference between that and you actually offering it, mm. offering yourself to him. You know, so that's that's where we're going with the... Uh, with the whole series, and, and today is just an introduction. Just want to introduce the idea. Mm. Well, we'd love to hear from you today, and uh, we'd love you to text us in. Our show number is 0488-880-891. If you've got a question, uh, let us know, but we've got a question for you, which we'd love you to answer today. Mm. And uh, this question is, who is the person who knows you best? Text us in on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Who is the person who knows you best? This first song is In the Image of God by Sunset Worship. Breathe and life begins in me Perfect and complete Beautiful and holy Good All your work is good And all you are is love And I am your beloved With all of my regrets I 
desert into day, chaos into glory. Sing your mercy over me and whisper in my ear that I was made for heaven. In spite of all my pride, how precious is my life that you. Desi Encounters on Faith FM, and today we're speaking with David Leo on the new series, The Seven Roles of Christ, and uh, today we're just giving a bit of an introduction, and we asked you a question, who is the person who knows you best? We'd love to hear from you today. Do text us in on 0488880891. David, uh, we're going to be talking about why we should get to know Jesus intimately. Yeah, uh, it's a you know it's a it's an invitation from Jesus to get to know him, but um, you know every age since the beginning of the beginning of time we've asked the question, where are we from, mm. <laughs> why are we here, and and where are we going, you know, and uh, when you get to know who Jesus is, all those questions are answered. Everything you want to know about life or know about yourself or you know all the all the things that seem to be so confusing, everything starts to come into play or starts to uh, harmonize when you get to know who Jesus Christ is. And Jesus, he made some 
he made some huge, huge claims, mm. which we'll all look at one. But here's um, here's something that we find in John 17, verse 3. John 17, verse 3, that tells us <clears throat> what knowing Jesus actually means. Could you read that for yeah. us, please, Jason? Yeah. And, and this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Okay. So that's, that's a very... Uh, that's a very simple formula that we get there. You know, it basically says that eternal life equals knowing you, the mm. only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you are sent. So, according to this Bible verse, knowing Jesus equals eternal life. Mm. All right. And so, I think the sensible question to ask yourself then is when you look at this, what, what does it mean to know Jesus? You know, what, what does it mean? What does it mean to know the only true God and Jesus Christ? Well, how do we get to know God and Jesus Christ. John 14, verse 6, gives us a pretty clear answer. Uh, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Aha. Uh-huh. So to get to know who God is, or the Father, we have to get to know Jesus, Jesus Christ. Mm. right? And Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. That's one of the huge claims that Jesus is making, right? And when you get to John 17, 3, and it talks about that they know, that word know, gnosis in uh, the Greek, um, when, when that appeals to the Jews, when the Jews read know, they they get what that means. You know, in Genesis 4, verse 1, um, we, come to, we come to a story where it says <clears throat> that Adam knew his wife Eve and conceived Cain, right? And so, in the Western thinking, we think, oh, okay, there was uh, some uh, f- some physical relations, and that's how our baby was born. But in the Jewish understanding, to know, for Adam to know Eve, or it's a, it's more than just physical relations. It means the understanding of the person um, and and their whole being, mm. everything about them. If we want to break it down into Western Western civilization terms, we'd say you know them. Intellectually, emotionally, uh, you know, mentally, physically, it, all those things, all those things combined, you know, this person inside out. So we could say in our understanding that you know this person intimately, right? And so this invitation of, um, in, in John 17, three, to know Jesus is not just to go to Jesus' Facebook page and have a look at his profile and go, ah, oh, yep, I know who he is now. Mm. You know, it's, it's, it doesn't work like that. You don't just—it's not a um, just a perusal of uh, Jesus went to Galilee and did this, performed these miracles, and then you say, "Okay, I know who Jesus is right now." Mm. You know, uh, for for my own in my own journey, I read this book, amazing book, Desire of Ages. And um, as I read through this book, I was reading it that way. I was reading about a person. I thought, "Wow, this person is really amazing." You know, and when it got to the chapter of uh, the resurrection. The Lord has risen. And it just, as I read the book, it it was as if Jesus was speaking directly to me and that changed everything. Mm. You know, when when he came out that tomb and my imagination was running wild as as I, you know, see Jesus conquering death and coming out of the tomb, it was as if he was looking straight into my eyes and he's saying, David, I did this for you. And that changed the way I was reading about Jesus. You know, this was, whoa, wait a minute. Here's a plot twist. You know, I was I was just uh, skimming skimming over it to read about you. I, I wasn't I didn't realize that this was going to engage me. You know, and uh, from that point on, 
getting to know Jesus was uh, and has been more than just uh, learning about somebody. But we, we're in a relationship now. You know, I'm I'm constantly learning every day. Um, what, where you, where's Jesus taking me? What are you, what are you doing here? Why, what, why would you do that? What is it about you that you would challenge me on this? You know, what is it about you that this is happening with my son or whatever? So I'm constantly learning about Jesus and wanting to know what's, what's happening in this regard. Mm. And here, here are some more things. He, he, he says, I'm the way, the truth and the life. Basically, um, that's, that's an exclusive, Exclusive claim. Jesus is basically saying there is no other answer. I'm it. Mm. <laughs> I, I, I'm it. Everything that you're looking for, you will find in me. Right? And in John 8, verse 32, if, if you could read that one, please, um, Jason. It says, And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Paul. Okay, so he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And then he in John eight thirty two, he says, you will know the truth. You will know Jesus, mm. and knowing Jesus will set you free. Free, mm. right? And it's another text. I think it's further on in John. And if you're free, you'll be free indeed, mm. right? And everything, right? Everything that we're caught up in. And I want to get into this in the next section. The um, uh, why do we need to be set free? What are we? What are we captive in? What are we prisoners in that we need to be set free? Mm. And, but Jesus, knowing already. You know, if you get to know who I am, you'll understand what true freedom is all about. And so when it comes to knowing Jesus, when it comes to a relationship, relationships are not based on, uh, what can we say, price tags or or physical things. You know, we like to think, you know, there are, uh, I do come across, I mean, in our last series, we talked about the, the currency of God's kingdom, right? based on family unit. I'm basically building on that idea. Now I'm talking about how do we do relationships? Mm. How do we foster healthy relationships? So if you're paying attention, really, really lock into this because fostering healthy relationships comes directly from Jesus. (laughs) He's the one that's taught us how to do this, right? And so knowing Jesus, uh, the way, the truth, and the life, knowing him and that it will indeed set us free, when it comes to relationships, as much as we think it's it's uh, based on uh, physical things, and for example, um, uh, you know, like you think, so some parents they fall into the trap of, you know, if I keep getting my kids stuff, then they will love me, mm. right? Thinking that's the uh, that's a way of winning winning their affections, and I, I think most of us are starting to understand. No, that our kids just want our time. You know, they want to, they want to, they want to get to know us and they want us to get to know them. That's the, that's the major thing when it comes to, uh, relationships. You know, some, some people cut corners and think that, uh, between man and woman. And they think that if they do the physical stuff, that's going to make them closer, right? That's going to bring in the, the emotional love, the mental, the intellectual love and all that kind of stuff. But, um, you can't rely on those things, right? And so when it comes to relationships, Jesus' understanding of it, well, the kingdom of God, the currency of God's kingdom. Let's look at Luke seventeen twenty. If you could read that, please, Jason. Luke seventeen twenty. Now, I've just had a look at this, David, and it finishes halfway through a sentence. So, I'm, I'm. Uh, should I keep reading through twenty one as well? Yeah, it, it doesn't hurt. Yeah, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> it says, uh, being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them, "The kingdom of God is not coming in ways that can be observed, nor will mm. they say, look here it is, or there, for behold, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you.'" 
Wow. So there's something a bit different. Very different. And, and Jesus says the kingdom of God cannot be observed the way you think you can. You can't mm. observe it with eyes or with physical things, right? And then he says the kingdom of God is in the midst of you. Well, the kingdom of God is within you. Now, there's the way I've, I've tried to read into this is it's either can be interpreted that Jesus said, is saying, the kingdom of God is amongst you right now. Like, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm here. Yeah. And the other thing is, the kingdom of God is within us, is, is in our minds and our hearts. Right? And so, what does that mean? The kingdom of God or relationship with Jesus is based on faith and faith alone. You have to have faith that you love Jesus. And that Jesus loves you. You have to have faith that I love my wife and my wife loves me. I have to have faith that my kids love me, right? That, that, that's purely based on faith, mm. right? And what do we base our faith on? We base our faith on understanding Jesus in all his roles mm. throughout the whole scripture. We don't just take one part and this part. We've got to take it all, reconcile it, and say, yes. I believe this is what the Bible's saying, and I choose to exercise faith in my relationships because it can't be observed with, with eyes. Mm. Well, we're going to come back and talk more about this after the break, and I'm, I'm really keen to, uh, to go through this series with you because there's uh, a bunch of things that we're going to be talking about, the, the seven oh, yeah. different roles of Christ. So yeah. I'm excited about that. So, uh, But uh, do text us in your answer to our question today. Which the question is, who is the person who knows you best? Zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. We've also got a free book offer coming up in the program later. It's called There's More to Jesus. Right now this is Belovedness by Sarah Crozier. You've on your feet and all your self loathing. You've owned the voices inside of your head You've owned the shame and reproach of your failure It's time to own your belovedness You've owned your past and how it's defined You've owned everything everybody else says time to hear what your father has spoken it's time to own your belovedness he says you're mine i smiled when i made you i find you beautiful in every way my love for you is fierce and unending i'll come to find you
smiled when I made you. I find you beautiful in every way. My love for you is fierce and unending. I'll come to find you, whatever it takes. He says you're mine. I smiled when I made you. I find you beautiful in every way. My love for you is fierce and unending. I'll come to find you, whatever. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM. And today we're doing our new series. It's called The Seven Roles of Christ. And uh, we've been talking just about, I guess, why we should get to know Christ and Mm. uh, why we should get to know Jesus. So um, just do remember our listener question today. I don't think we've had anybody text in. So uh, do text us in, 0488880891. Who is the person who knows you best? We'd love Mm -hmm. to hear from you today. Um, So, David, uh, what does knowing Jesus do in our lives? What's, What's the whole point of it? Yeah, well, in the last section, we talked about how it, it answers everything that we uh, question about life, where we're from, what we're doing here, where we're going. And uh, basically, in life itself, when you're thinking, you know, life's lethargic, it's not, uh, there's nothing nothing to look forward to, you know, there's, um, you know, it's, it's just, a, you just feel like you've hit a plateau. Mm. Knowing Jesus gives you a purpose. You know, you, you start to understand where, um, what, what life is all about and what you're doing here and <clears throat> where where everything's going. And right now, those things that I just mentioned, the reason why we get pulled down by this world around us, this uh, uh what 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 happens to us, you know, there's a there's a text in first John two fifteen that basically summarizes, you know, it's it's the um it gets to the root of all the things that we seem to suffer. All the stuff that we desire and, and uh, lust, uh, lust for and um, constantly trying to acquire it is based on these three things that are, that's mentioned in First John 2, verse 16. If, have you got that, Jason? Yeah. yeah. If you could read what those three things are. It says, For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of life, is not from the Father, but is from the world. Wow. Okay, so... We learn from John that uh, as he summarizes with these three things, desires of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Mm. These are the, the three roots of where all the symptoms that we suffer, you know, the things that we want to we, we be the best or better than somebody else or keep up with the Joneses. And, you know, the, I see a particular car. There is, there is a car I've got my eye on, uh, Jason. You know, like the lust of the flesh does come when I see it, you know, and, it's a, um, and I know I'll never get it. <laughs> it's uh, there's expensive Land Cruisers, you know, there's Toyota Land Cruisers. Yeah, because oh, yeah, sometimes I salivate and think, man, they're beautiful looking things, and it's like, whoa, you know. And, and there's this there's this underlying underlying uh, part of the sinful nature that says, if I get that, I will be a better man. 
Mm. <laughs> you know, or if that, I get that, I'll be happy. <laughs> yeah, correct. Mm. You know, it's going to fulfill fulfill everything in life. And so those mm. three things that I mentioned, it comes from. Um, yeah, we're not going to do a Bible study on that, but it comes from a very root where Satan tempted Adam and Eve to eat from the fruit. Mm. <clears throat> and then we've fallen in every single one of us. All have fallen short of, of the glory of God. Now suffer from these things that affect everything in our lives. But there's hope. Obviously, there's hope. You know, that's why Jesus says, that's why Jesus came to earth as a human and, and, and said these things. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. You know, you should know the truth. The truth will set you free. Uh, in Jeremiah 9, verse 23 and 24. Jeremiah 9, verse 23 and 24. It says, Thus says the Lord, Let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man boast in his might. Let not the rich man boast in his riches. But let him who boasts boast in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who practices steadfast love, justice, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, declares the Lord. Well, interesting, isn't it? Interesting that he says these three things. Let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. Mm. If there's something that we like to boast about, it's our academic achievements. You know, yeah. um, you know those, those letters in front of the name, that's got to that's make you feel chuffed when somebody reads that out. You know, if they say David Liu with the MD, PhD, <laughs> TLC, you know, BSC, you know, like that's going to make you feel good. Oh man, all those, all those, you know, all those accolades that I have, you know, uh, the academic, the the mighty man, strength, athleticism, you know, that's something that when you're in your teens, you know, that's something that you really like to throw around. You know, wow, I'm good at, I'm good at this, I'm good at this sport, I'm good at rugby. Prove to the boys that you can do so many push-ups, and let not the rich man boast in his riches. Possessions, mm. right? All these three things come back to what First John two sixteen is talking about: the lust of the, uh, the desire of the flesh, lust of the eyes, the pride of life. All these things, when you achieve them, of course you're going to feel proud. But the Bible says, if you're going to boast, don't boast about those things, right? That's great that you have it, but don't boast about those things. The thing that you want to boast about is that you understand and know God. Mm. It says if you're going to boast, boast about this that you know and understand me. What a what an interesting contrast to the way the world works, right? And you know when we talked about um, in the last the last series, uh, getting a uh, um, family unit based on family relationships. Isn't that isn't that what you want in your families? You know you don't want to boast about oh you know um, my uh, my wife got me a Land Cruiser. <laughs> My wife got me this and that. That's not the things you want to brag about. I want to brag about my wife knows me really well. Mm. You know, she knows that um, when I've had a hard time at you know doing something, when I come home, she likes that. She knows that I like a a nice hot porridge. You know, know, that really really helps the day. You know, she's she's she knows these things about me. You know, she knows that um, when I've had a a full on meeting. You know, like I've been to a, to a meeting and, uh, and she knows it's pretty intense. She knows that she'll leave me alone for about an hour just to marinate, you know, and then come and have a chat because she knows me that well, mm. you know. So, so it's, it's, you know, it's, I like to brag about that type of thing. Mm. And so when we talk about getting to know Jesus, here are the seven roles. I'm going to try and sum up the seven roles in three minutes. <laughs> so the seven roles we're going to look at, this tool to understand who uh, Jesus is, this framework that we want to work with, and I really hope this will help listeners, um, you know, 
start to know and understand Jesus in a way that every time you hear a faith of him or you hear a sermon or you hear somebody talking about Jesus or you're hearing the Bible, that you will start saying in your mind, oh, what role of Jesus is being revealed in this thing that I'm hearing right now? Uh, this is something I still do now. And for me, if I don't hear Jesus in the talk, you know, I, I can be quite disappointed and think, man, come on, let's, <laughs> this has to have something to do with Jesus, right? And uh, here are the seven roles in, in this particular order that we're going to go through. The first one is Jesus as the creator. Mm. And I, I will, we'll get more into detail that in our next, uh, next episode when we start the series. But Jesus as creator. Uh, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, right? And through him, the world was created. The second one is a controversial one. As far as the Seventh-day Adventist Church is concerned, um, we we base our understanding on the plan of salvation on a thing called the great conflict or the great controversy between God and Satan. And they're all, they're, they're fighting for our loyalty. God's fighting to help us understand that I created you from the beginning and I've loved you since the beginning. And Satan's trying to say, no, God's trying to, God's trying to be a tyrant in your life and I'm the one offering true freedom, right? And so they're, they're fighting for this. And so when it comes to Michael, we understand Michael to be Jesus Christ and Michael in the Bibles. And he mentioned a few times, but every time we see Michael, he's in battle armor. He's yeah. ready to fight on our behalf. He, he's the the uh, chief archangel uh, who's uh, always involved in uh, some sort of uh, battle. That's right. Mm. That's right. And so um, for s- some of our listeners are probably thinking, yeah, I, mean, I still struggle. So I don't know why they say Jesus is Michael. But you know, make sure to stay stay tuned with our um, series, e- even if you're not hearing it live, that you're hearing it on the app. Mm. Just tune in because I will talk about why, it's, uh, why some people find this very controversial. Um, the next, so we've got Creator, Michael, the next one's Messiah, looking at Jesus when he's actually here on earth as a human being, mm. right? The things that he preached and taught and all these great things. The next one is the life and resurrection. Jesus says, I'm the life and resurrection. The power that Jesus has to sustain, to give us life and to give us eternal life. Jesus is the high priest, um, which is really important. This is, this is really important because this is what's happening in real time right now. This is the role that Jesus is playing as we live and breathe right now. Uh, judge, actually, I, I need to qualify that. Even though I said that, he's still all the other roles at the same time. <laughs> um, he, the judge, that's another controversial one. People don't like to talk about Jesus being a judge. Hmm. He doesn't judge us. You know? <laughs> but that's, that's, a, that's another one we're looking at. And king, right? So creator, Michael, Messiah, life, high priest, judge, and king. These are the seven roles that we're going to go through getting to know Jesus in- intimately and understanding the plan of salvation. Awesome. Well, uh, I'm as I said, I'm really looking forward to this series. So uh, mm. do uh, tune in every Wednesday and uh, you'll learn more about the seven roles. Uh, we've got a book offer today. Now's the time to talk about that. It's There's More to Jesus by Sean Brace. Explore the major facets of who Christ is and what he means to us. And in turn, use the lens of Christ to rediscover scripture. Read and and uh, understand rightly, Adventist. Oh, sorry, read and understood rightly. Adventist beliefs and biblical understanding shows us the fullness of Jesus, and Jesus fills theological doctrines with a beauty they were always meant to show. So that's our book offer today. Uh, do stay tuned after the break, and uh, we'll give you the code. Uh, just while we've got the opportunity, though, um, Martin from Hobart texts in to say to in answer to our question that the person who knows him the most, the most is uh, his wife. 
and I think that's likely to be the case with many. So our spouses. This mm, is uh, <laughs> this is nobody knows uh, me like you. What a what a great uh, oh, <laughs> title oh, to a song. Oh, eh? Nobody yeah. knows me like you by Sandra Enderman. Listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, and we're finishing our program today with 
David Leo on the topic of the seven roles of Christ. And uh, we've been talking about why it's important to get to know Christ and we'll just be finishing up shortly. But uh, I did promise the code for our book offer today and uh, we've got three copies to give away. So do text in 0488880891. The code today is Christ number one. So that's C-H-R-I-S-T and the number one, no spaces, Text that in to 0488880891. So, David, um, you've got a bit of a question here. How do we get to know Jesus? You've got uh, about six minutes to talk about that. Wow. Yeah, it's, uh, I suppose, you know, with, um, with what we just summed up today, you know, getting to know somebody or get, you know, when we get to know a person, um, what, what things do we have to do to be able to get to know somebody? I mentioned that, you know, yesterday I met a new person and the way to get to know that person is I'm going to have to make an effort to visit them in prison. Spend time with them. Mm. That's right. And now we get, and there's a bit of a, there's a bit of a process, you know, you got to get your ID, you got to make sure this happens, that there's somebody with you in the room. Um, you know, but we're, we're doing all this because this person wants to get to know Jesus. Mm. And and I want to be an agent of that. You know, I, I find that exciting because, if they, if people get to know Jesus um, at a at a level that I know Jesus, and I didn't, I don't even know if our relationship's that intimate, you know, <laughs> man, they, they'll get to realize the the quiet confidence of being under the watch of a powerful God, you know. There's, there's something, there's something uh, really, well, what's I gonna say, enjoyable. Yeah, there's there's a there's a sense of joy going to sleep knowing that Jesus loves me, mm. you know. Because that's what the Bible says, and the, and and the overarching question would be, if, if you know, I mean, if I was a listener right now, I'm hearing this for the first time. My question would be, well, then, David, how do I do this? How do I get to know Jesus? Mm. You know, if I, if I want to take on this challenge, and I want to, I, I want uh, our listeners when you want to follow through with a series, you know, I really want to challenge you to get to know Jesus. How do we do this? And there's a promise in um, James four verse eight that says that if we draw near to God, that he will draw near to us, mm. you know, and um, the the fact is God's been around the whole time, it's just that, uh, you know, we, we haven't made, when we make ourselves available, you know, you get to know Jesus on a whole new level, and this is, this is where we want to go, right, that's what we want to do. So, the same, the same way that we get to know somebody here on earth, uh, you know, we spend time with them, we share our stories with them, we uh, share things with them, you know, they talk to us and we talk to them. And, um, you know, we, we, uh, we do the same thing with Jesus. How do we do this? And so this is the challenge I want to give to you is uh, commit to reading the Bible every day. Mm. You know, finding some way to read the Bible. If it's on Faith FM and you hear somebody say, hey, uh, read this passage, give it a shot. Because that's the way that Jesus speaks to us. He speaks to us through the Bible. And how do we, how do we talk to Jesus? Well, we call it prayer, hmm. right? So one thing that we want to learn to do is learning how to pray. How do we speak to Jesus? And, he, and he's given us instructions on how to do this as well. And uh, well, we'll touch on that as well. So reading the Bible um, and, and listening to listening to the words that Jesus is telling us, and not only listening to it, whatever it says, and you realize, just like this gentleman that I met in, in prison, right? This gentleman that's been reading the Bible, the things that he's reading, he's actually starting to practice them now. Mm. You know, so he was really excited to share yesterday. He goes, you know, 
I'm um, just just realizing this thing about the Sabbath and um, learning about these things with uh, you know your health, and I was like, wow, this is this is amazing. You know, he's he's finding a real joy. The thing that he's finding hard though is he said that when he shares with others, they don't seem to want to hear it. So he's got a he's got an interesting um, he's in an interesting environment to be able to share that. But he, uh, you know, he said, yeah, I think I think I come across a bit a bit too too hard. <laughs> I said, I don't, I don't know, we don't know what that looks like. But what Anthony's doing, although what this friend of mine is doing, right? Uh, this, this is the person we're talking about. He he is actually sharing with others the joy that he's, he's experiencing. So the other encouragement is you read the Bible, hear what God has to say. You speak to him about what you're experiencing and uh, whatever, the joys, the, the heartaches, whatever's on your mind. And the next thing you do is you share with others your story. You, you share with others oh, what, what you're going through. And then, you know, people get to hear about Jesus in their, um, in, in your life. And that, 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 that's, that's your way of getting to know Jesus on a more intimate level. And so when we go through the series, you get to learn more about Jesus and um, all the different roles. And you get to know Jesus more. So, as we go through the series, we can, um, you know, we can start uh, exercising those things. Commit to reading the Bible daily, learning how to speak to Jesus, and sharing what sharing what you learn and what you experience. Mm. That's how we that's how we encourage others. Just like I shared uh, earlier with the uh, young people up in the northwest, that was such a um, such a great experience. I think too, David, um, that we can. You know, we can integrate. We we talk about prayer, and and you know, it's sometimes good to go to a quiet place and pray, and uh, have those moments where we can really um, experience God and in in that stillness and quietness. But the other thing is that I find often is to just integrate, uh, you know, our conversation with God in our day-to-day life as well, whether we're on a bus or driving or whatever. You know, in our mind, we can be connecting with uh, Jesus um, every moment of the day. I think uh, there's a passage in the New Testament somewhere, you might know the reference, that says, uh, pray uh, unceasingly, is it? Pray yeah, continuously. Yeah, right. Thessalonians 5. Yeah. Yeah. Pray without ceasing. Uh, yeah, and uh, it reminds me. We've obviously got a uh, a bit of a blower going out the back there at the yeah. at the office, so uh, we'll have to. Sorry, sorry about that uh, background noise. <laughs> the, the background noise. There's a, I know there's a lot of leaves uh, in the winter over there at the moment, so uh, they've decided to go and clean them up right on our radio program. So. Nevertheless, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll just do a little bit of a promo for our Faith FM dinner coming up um, on the 29th of uh, July. We've got a dinner in Hobart. So if you're in Tasmania and you're um, able to come along, uh, have a listen to the promos that we'll be playing shortly. And uh, it will give you instructions on how to register for that. But uh, David Leo and myself will be there. David Maxwell will be presenting um, a topic, a very interesting topic. So um, that's going to be held down in the Hobart area. So if you're listening in Tasmania, do um, try to get along to that. We'd love to meet you in person and uh, get to know you more face-to-face. David, uh, what have we got coming up next week? We're going to talk about Jesus as the Creator. And so, uh, yeah, the big thing about this is realizing that um, when Jesus speaks His Word, or when we, you know, as we have His Word now in the Bible, it will achieve what it says. You know, that's the power of Jesus as a Creator. So that's what we're going to look at next week and uh, find out uh, what it means to know Jesus 
as the creator of everything and what it means to us. Mm. And tomorrow, <clears throat> we've got David Maxwell joining myself, and uh, we're going to be talking about a topic of community. I'm not yet sure exactly what he's going to be talking about, but I'll uh, be look- looking forward to that tomorrow. So mm. do join us tomorrow, same time at 9 a.m., on Tassie Encounters for that program <clears throat> tomorrow. Remember, our book offer today was There's More to Jesus. It sounds like a fantastic book. Oh, yeah, do- I'm actually reading it at the moment. I'm, up, I'm nearly finished, and it's, I really highly recommend it. Mm. Do text us mm. in Christ number one, zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. This is What a Friend, and uh, we'll just leave you with that today. May you encounter Jesus more. A friend we have in Jesus All our sins increase to bear What a privilege to carry Everything to God in prayer Oh, what peace we often forfeit Oh Take